podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the 188th Anfield Index podcast. Well, I say the 188th Anfield Index podcast, but there have been thousands of Anfield Index podcasts. This one, however, is the daddy of them all and therefore landed with the now monumentally unoriginal moniker of the Anfield Index podcast. So just wanted to clear it out for you in advance. I'm Trev Denny, your verbose host monkey. And whilst some podcasters have greatness thrust upon them, Carl Kopak and Cam Branch definitely dived the moment they felt contact. So let me greet them on your behalf. Good evening, Carl. I'm so pleased this is the 1888 podcast. I feel at home. Yeah, it's, it's good, isn't it? It's good. Uh, you're keeping well, my friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, um, for the listeners who uh, are not aware of the red button, um, Trev and I are drinking wine at the moment. Yes, uh, absolutely. And, and Car- Carl is actually improvising around the whole uh, sound equipment this evening, so yep. uh, he still sounds uh, glorious nonetheless. Good evening to you, Cam. Facebook. Helping stalkers since 2004. <laughs> Where is that from, my friend? Uh, it was a quote I found online. I just thought, you know, let's start the show as we mean to go on. Well, do you know what? I, 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 I'm so glad to see the comeuppance that that particular thing is getting. It's just a hellhole for me. It never always was. I could I could never engage with it. Just just the, the darkest of spots, I have to say. Um how are you? How are you over the last couple of days, Cam? Are you keeping well? Yeah, very good, thanks. Uh, really looking forward to tonight's show. Yeah, well, actually, on that note, and before we start, I don't do this, but as 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 Carl mentioned, uh, let the cat out of the bag. There, I have had a wine. So before we start, I do, and we do have a lot to cover. But I just want to take a, a just a self indulgent moment to say thanks to a lot of people who, basically, over the last few years, have kind of checked in on various. Um, uh, platforms to see how I'm doing, how things are going. You two lads know that I've had some fairly serious migraine-related damage to what was, let's be faced, and it, obviously it's a, it was a wonky brain already. It has been a real worry over time, and, and I'm not one of these look-at-me merchants, so I don't really talk about it. And I think the vagueness when I do speak about it has left a lot of people confused and unsure as to what was going on. But basically, my response, as you'll probably notice, is to just get busier and try to be more creative. The, the show here, which... Yeah, I enjoy the BGs uh, doing with the two lads. The AI Audible series, which may or may not make a comeback, but did bananas numbers while, while it was going. The AI Pro shows, um, the interview, Raw, Mulby on the spot. This is as productive as I've ever been, despite all that scary shit that's in the background. So sincere thanks to anyone who does listen or used to read or has said hello or any of that kind of thing. You're all marvelous fuckers and I, I love you. Anyway, on with the show. Can I just say something on top of that? Um, I, I too, I, I had a brain hemorrhage 11 years ago. And uh, do you remember you and I on um, Twitter DM had a conversation about what would be the most worst taste show we could possibly do about our brain injuries? Yes, I do. We, we, came together, we came up with a show idea called Your Our 10 Favourite Seizures. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, Downey and Kopak. Uh, I think the few listening figures may have been six that we've done that. I think so, and it would have been wild indulgent, but you know, I can see that as some bonus content, Carl. Yeah, I, I think I think I think that's the kind of the way to go. Anyway, like I say, we have a serious range of topics to address, but I'm going to come back to you in a second, Carl, just to to start with one because. I want to make mention of a campaign being waged by our American cousins. Uh, Justin from AIUSA was on to us to bring you your attention, uh, lovely listeners, to the action and petition by Liverpool supporters uh, and Liverpool supporters clubs in the US against NBC Sports. Um, all the info, if you're looking for it, can be found under hashtag SunsetNBC on Twitter. Carl, basically the channel are, try- are, are using Neil Ashton in their match day coverage. And the campaign, I guess, is to pressure NBC to end their relationship with the Sun. Am I basically doing that justice, do you think? Yeah, that's pretty much it from what I can gather. Obviously, no- nobody in this city or, or anyone who supports this club wants anything to do with that particular um, waste of paper. Um, so they're just trying to sort of, you know, extend the boycott a little bit further as regards to the rag. And um, 
and full credit to them. I'm all for that. I know nothing about Ian Neil Ashton whatsoever, but I know what job he's got. And um, it may seem unfair to some people, but um, I judge him on that job. So, um, sorry, Neil, but you're not welcome. Well, that's it. And it, again, it's it's not even to personalise it against a particular journalist. It's a, it's a matter of, as you say, the thing that he represents. And, yeah. you know, there's no right thinking Liverpool fan. Um, and I do use that phrase advisedly. Who's, who's going to want to lend an ounce of support to that absolute uh, rotten, corrupt thing? So whatever these guys are doing, however you can show your support, go and check out that 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 um, campaign. Give them a follow. At least give, give them, them a follow. Give, give them a follow. It's uh, AI USA and follow follow Justin and, and all the guys there and check out that hashtag. It's hashtag sunset all over. Okay, Sunset NBC on Twitter and find out the details and make up your own mind. Of course, we're not preaching to you, but um, we did want to give it our uh, our sort of push as well and try and get it out to as many people as possible. Cam, the honor is yours, my friend, of choosing the first topic. We have many topics. We've got the Champions League draw. We've got the pyro controversy. We've got. Mm-hmm. I'd like. I'd like to have a bit of a laugh at, at, at Mourinho at some point. We've got Emre Chan and his, his contract messing. We've got all our little attendant um, uh, transfer stories. Um, damn it, we've got James Miller ironing on Twitter. It's up to you, man. You call it. Where do you want to start? Pyro. Pyro. Let's do exactly that then. Now, I... I have to say, um, Cam, for me, the highlight of all of this, um, the only time that I actually laughed because it is pretty absurd, was when the absurdity reached bananas levels as uh, Duncan Castle's panto villain that he is decided to call out the red men um featuring their little tweet um and and say that they were encouraging liverpool supporters to break the law with a question mark and then in in parentheses and ignore the fsf guidelines on uh, guidance on fireworks around football matches now this nanny state bullshit uh, and this cowardly sort of approach it's hard enough to, to take but let me just read for you what castles was reacting to it was that red men tweet um talking about the coach greeting it says is this, sorry, is this red men tv yeah okay so follow that so it said Liverpool v Man City in the Champions League, five times winner versus the one time semi finalists. Bring your flares, flags, banners, and bangers, pints, and pyro. There will be thousands of scouts' voices ready to scare them back to Mankland with their tails between their legs before the match even starts. And of course, that is being seen as, in some way, intimidating. Police have been involved. Cam, give me your reaction to this. It's utter bullshit. I mean, there's never been an issue in the past when the Reds have greeted the coaching. Uh, primarily in 13-14 and two seasons ago during the Europa League campaign. Not once did the police say to any fan outside of the ground, you should not be having pyros or flares. Nobody has been arrested for that, as far as I'm aware, during that time. This has been blown out of proportion uh, epically. It is so fucking ridiculous. Basically, we are going to go there. I mean, I'm going to go there now. Even if I've got a ticket or not, I don't give a fucking monkeys. I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna fucking and I and if I could, if I knew where I could get a pyro or a flare, I'd, I'd go and buy one and I'd, I'd I'd chance it. That's me. I'm gonna go for it. So I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna sh- shout my lungs out. And if I can scare and intimidate the opposition, and if it gives us even 0.1 of a percent more chance of winning that game it's got to be done yeah exactly that exactly it's all about showing support for your team we're not hurting anybody nobody is going to get hurt by this we're not out to hurt anybody we just want to support our team and if we can intimidate the opposition that's that's brilliant it's a byproduct. The whole point is, I mean, I propose obviously reference, you know, scaring them back to Manchester City. But one thing no one's talking about this is when we did this in 2014, we didn't do it to alarm the opposition. We did it to say to our own team, this is what you've done to us. Feel great about that. When you go out tonight, this is what you've done to us. You've made everything fervent. You've pushed the passion just a little bit further along the needle. And you've, you've done this, and this is what we are. This is what we can do. We're all we're all playing on this level now. It wasn't about just getting rid of Stoke or someone like that. I mean, fair enough. If Man City are going to be 
bothered by that. And it's like they're not for God's sake. They played European Cup semi-finals. It's not going to be about that. As someone said on Twitter, um, all they're going to do is stick their headphones in and draw the curtains. That's fine. You know, that, that's not, but it's not about them. It's about it's about welcoming our own lads and saying this is what it is now. We, we're now playing on this level. And exactly. Exactly that. that. Yeah. No, it's exactly that. Carl. That will stop uh, them. And speaking, speaking to, to speaking to Ian Mulby yesterday evening on Mulby on the spot, he, he absolutely echoed what you're saying. He basically was saying it's not really going to have massive impact on in terms no. of you know this this notion of intimidation. It's not going to have any impact necessarily on Manchester City, but what it will will do is will have an impact on our lot, and they'll say and they'll see what you've just been saying. Wow, these guys, uh, they are really appreciating what we do, and if it makes them give that little extra, then you know, it's absolutely worth it because of the way the tie is la- laid out. We have to do the business in the home leg. If we don't, it's really stacked against us. So to do the business in the home leg, why on earth would you not have your fans being as rabidly fan-like as possible? I mean, the wording of some of the articles I read, there was a, an article I read in, in in the direct aftermath. There was a, you know, a sports mail or somewhere like this. And a, a poster circulating on social media urged fans of Jurgen Klopp's side to congregate in the streets close to Anfield more than two hours before kickoff to give Pep Guardiola and his squad a coach greeting and call on them to arrive armed with pyrotechnics. I mean, the language. Armed. Armed with pyrotechnics. And by the way, it's not Pep bloody Guardiola who's getting the coach greeting. If they are a little bit freaked out as a byproduct, fine. But it's about showing support, as you said. I mean, this is daft stuff. And also, Pep Guardiola, he's never managed a big game, apart from the biggest one in the fucking world. Um, and, and that's what I just don't understand. I mean, I'm just thinking about our own lads. Mo Salah has played in front of um, the Olympic Stadium in Rome, in front of the Ultras. We've got South American lads who are used to the South American flames and things like that. And... We've got, you know, and we've got Emre's played in Germany where there's a, there's a big ultra sort of culture as well. They call it something else, obviously. But it's it's to remind our players that we are a European club. We see it, Liverpool is not an English club, as far as I'm concerned. We are a European, we are a continental club. And now we're in the last eight. We're going to show that we do the same thing that they do on the continent as well. That's the entire thing about this. And, that, and, that, that, and that's yeah. the thing to me. It's, it's, it's basically saying to Mo, to, to Mo Salah, you think the cop's pretty good? But you're not even in the ground yet, mate. Look at this. You're not. We're not even in the ground. It's a good point, that Cam, isn't it? Because this is how we get to show as a club, not just this, but it's part of how we get to show as a club that we are that little bit different, that we have that bit much more history, which if we can leverage it the least little bit to our advantage. I'm not talking about living in the past. I'm talking about drawing on a feeling from St. Etienne, from Olympiacos, from Istanbul, from all those things. If we can leverage that a little bit, because this is who we are, when nobody saw it coming, we popped number five out of the bag. That's what we've got to do. This, like, you know, the fans owe it to the club, the club owe it to the fans. It's let's let's get together here. This is a massive opportunity, isn't it, Cam? Yeah, I mean, as fans, we, we've been banging on for years and years. We want to be in the Champions League. We're in the Champions League. We're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. We're playing one of the biggest clubs in Europe in the Champions League quarterfinals. We, as fans, are going to show other fans who are now jealous of what we have. And that's what it comes down to as well, jealousy. Because they, they can't do that. They're not prepared to do that. We're going to do it. We're going to show our support. And and that's all it's about. Ultimately, we are supporting our club. Now, if if that then leads on to in the ground, we can recreate the Chelsea atmosphere of 2005, the semi-final. It was Chelsea 2005, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and 2007. And, and 2007. But the 2005 semi-final was something else. I mean, I I wasn't fortunate enough to be there, but you could just I you could feel it coming through the TV. And what must have that done to those players that night? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and, 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 it, and, it, it gives them that 1%. And the most recent example of the whole coach crack was in, as as you both said, the, the most recent half-close run under Brendan to, to, to making a bit of a challenge at, at a league. And we know what happened, but you certainly cannot fault 
the fans in that regard because they they that's literally they've put everything out there and I I just think that it does matter and it, like you say as well an awful lot of these guys uh, Carl you were mentioning an awful lot of these guys on our side will be able to relate to that kind of passion and and probably draw on and 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 be inspired by it and look look if it makes a scintilla of difference we have to go out for it and I, I mean it's it's just it just bothers me when I see quotes from uh, police chief x y or z talking about how we're aware of this and we're aware of that i mean this is harmless stuff that's exactly what it is it's harmless stuff and it's a fan's effort at support and that's all it is it's also a massive compliment to man city we're doing this because you're man city and that means something to this game we wouldn't do this to porto we wouldn't do this to monaco olympiacos or something like that we it's a, it's a we know who you are Statements. So we're put, we're, so we're pulling out the big guns for this because we might maybe we might need it for a start. So that you know we're, we're getting every tiny piece of advantage we can out of this because we recognise that you have you are a hell of a team. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's 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 that's, that's what it comes down to. And and let's let's sort of segue out from the whole pyro thing into the draw itself. I think last time we spoke, the draw hadn't been made and. Here we are now with two games. I, I do believe on this show, the last time we spoke, the one thing I said was uh, the one I didn't want was City. Um, here we are, City it is. And we talked about, I think, about how it's just up the road. The Carl, I think I remember you saying that. It's, you know, it's a non-passport European game. Yeah, it's hardly inspiring and all the rest of it on that level. But now that we've had a couple of days to sit with it, I mean, it's as, it's as inspiring as it gets. It's as big as it gets. It's probably uh, maybe weighing on a few people in terms of um, uh, it being the one they didn't want. Cam, where are you on this? I know the last time you, you had a bit of a swivel around from let's take on Real Madrid to no, let's just get on to the next level. Uh, City is a bit of a kick in the guts in that regard, isn't it? It is. Uh, we know what City are about. We know how good they are. They're they're an awesome team. You know they they're the favourites for the competition in my eyes. Um, but it's the quarterfinal of the Champions League. Bring it on. You know we'll we'll go out there. You know we we'll give it our best shot. And I'm really excited. I I really genuinely am excited because because it's the quarterfinals of the, the Champions League. And nothing you can't take that away. For for Liverpool to get to the quarterfinals this season, it's huge. And okay, we're facing City, and we know how good they are. And you know the the result uh, the Etihad earlier this season, we we can say it was you know it was skewed because of the Mane sending off, and we were in the game up until that point, even though we were losing one uh, nil. Uh, but we showed at Anfield what we can do to that team. And if Emre hadn't gone off and Milner hadn't come on. It would have just finished four one, and you know, we're, I'm buzzing, mate. Honestly, I'm I'm so buzzing for this game. Yeah, oh, but it, 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 how could you be any other way? It, our, our team, the team that we love and that everyone who's listening to this loves, or else they wouldn't be bothered or us listening to an Anfield Index podcast, are in the Champions League quarterfinals. Uh, it's the place where. You know, to people talk about Liverpool exist to win trophies. And I've been guilty of throwing that one around myself. And the years go on, you 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 can tend to look a bit foolish. But whatever about existing to win trophies, we exist as a modern entity to be in this competition and to swagger around it. Because through all the great uh, Rafa years, and I, I remember saying at the time, people are going to look back on that as a kind of a golden era. And it was. And we've had a lot of wilderness years since Rafa left. And there's a slow build back to that now. And this is the man who can establish us again in that sort of milieu of the best. And that's where, that's where we absolutely deserve to be as a club. And, and, and the side that he's building warrants it on merit. Um, it's exciting as hell, Carl. And, 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 you know, like I said, I was immensely wary of City over two legs. I heard someone try to make a, an argument. Um, I, 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 I think it might have been Dave Hendry trying to say, look, you know what? Actually, we're better off over two legs against them. Um, it's a bit of a, a bit, of, a bit of a hard sell to me, but I get where he was coming from. His, his take was like, you know, um, uh, if they do us in one, we can, we can, we can get them back. And the league form would kind of show that, I guess. What, what, what's your take on this draw? 
Well, I think if we go through, we win the tournament. Seriously, I, wow. I, 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 th- I think that's as um, I expect us to win the tournament after that. Uh, and people are saying, you know, yes, City battered us at their place. Um, for me, 2005, Liverpool did really, really well, and then we drew Juventus. But then we got beat. Oh no, we didn't, did we? Then we got Chelsea. You know I'm saying Chelsea are 300 points above us in the league. They've done us home and away. I think they did home and away. They definitely did away. Um, we're not going to win that. We won the European Cup that year. I mean, that, that's what you've got to think. Really, it doesn't matter how good these teams are. You play, and if they're not, if they're not on the mat, they're not on the game for three hours. Um, um, then I think that's that's how Liverpool win tournaments, win trophies, win tournaments, and I think we can do that. Um, we were talking. Uh, I, I was. Uh, a, Saw Tony Evans yesterday, and we were talking about this time. He said something really interesting. He said, "I was saying, you know, how do we approach being home at first? How do we approach this?" And he said, "This is really interesting." He said, "If you remember Juventus, Juventus, home, everyone's thinking we've got Anthony Latalic up front. They've got Nedved, Buffon, Ibrahimovic, hell of a team. They're the Europe, they're the Italian champions by a mile. Um, what did we do? We absolutely went for their throats, and then in the second leg." We basically crawled off the pitch by our teeth because we were that exhausted without Steven Gerrard in the middle of the park. Um, and he got Biscan and suddenly became Beckenbauer. Uh, yeah, but uh, actually, you know... It doesn't that, mean anything. Uh, no, it doesn't, it doesn't mean, mean anything. anything. But that that point that you just made there, the arising out of your, con- your conversation with Tony, that's that's vital right there because... It doesn't the, the 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 comparative abilities of the squads in these one-off occasions or two-off occasions. You're dead right. You can you can flip it on its head. And this team we know are capable of flipping things in their head. Now, I, I was very very confident going into the Manchester United match, and I suppose I feel a little bit wary now because I was so confident. Now, I didn't say we were going to you know batter them or anything like that, but I did feel we would do them. And you know. We had a flat sort of affair uh, from our, you know, from from our point of view. I, I, I don't. We certainly can't afford that in either leg against City, or it will be game over because City, unlike United, would put not two goals but four past us. You yeah. know, if we if we were to turn up like that. Yeah. But there's just something about it, isn't there, Cam? With it, with this new um, mindset that we've got, with the the leadership that we've got at the back now, arising and emerging with Van Dijk. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's some fantastic shots going, doing the rounds at the moment of Virgil emerging from, from the back with, with two fingers pointing either way and chatting away as he's, as he's strolling out with the ball and, 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 and opposition players sort of in his wake. This guy, he, he is all he was cracked up to be. And, and, and he could be, like I've said in several pods, the difference. If we're going to get past this lot, he will need to be the difference because whoever's alongside him, unless they're playing the game of their life, just isn't on his level. And, and, and you know, I don't know what I'm saying to you, Cam. What I'm saying to you is I'm optimistic and I don't know why. You know what? You stole my thunder a little bit. I was, I was going to... That was going to be my next point. Was Virgil oh, yeah. Van Dijk? Um, he never played those two games in the league this year. First game we never had him. Second game he was injured. So I know they got Vincent Company back, but right now Vincent Company is not at the level of Virgil Van Dijk. So and R three against the Man City defence, which I don't. Although is very very good, but it's very very good because. Opposition teams don't get a sniff at them because the midfield and the attack so good. So, but we've got a damn good attack that's going to pressurise their their defence. What about that point? You what about that point you just made there? Sort of uh, sideways. Uh, again, speaking to Jan about on the on the show uh, uh, Tuesday night. He, I was saying, look, it's isn't it a sickener that uh, company is back and company is not just back, but he's he's in his imperious company form and um it's it's kind of annoying because as as jan said Alamendi and stones and anfield they could just shit it but he's not going to so it, it is it is unfortunate it's, it's a bit annoying because we could have a we could have a right go at them i'm not saying they're bad footballers but i'm no. just saying that they're not on his level when it comes to calm and no, sort of not. presence not. you know but then if you go back to previous games and 
company at Anfield has has generally done. We've generally done quite well against them, haven't we? Even with yeah. company in the team. Yeah, true. So, and like I say, then then these Man City players, as experienced as they are, they will be walking into a pit of fire come that Tuesday night. I'm telling you, it is going to be something else, and that that will count something. And like I say, and but going back to uh, Virgil, Virgil has added so much to our defence now. I mean, we are currently now, it's just that I threw in the, the gag stand and show on Saturday night after the game, um, uh, thanks to Andrew Beasley. We're now conceding less than a goal a game in the last 38 league games. We're now down to 37 goals conceded in the last 38 games. And if you look at some of the games we played in those 38, we conceded five against City, conceded three against Watford, we conceded three against Arsenal. So that's... Um, Four against Tottenham. So suddenly, you, know, you take those four games out, we're, we're suddenly looking really good at the back. You know, the, the Robertson's playing well. Van Dijk's playing well. Karras is, is looking like a keeper that we've needed for a long time. Matic had a good game on Saturday. Looked really good. Handled Troy Deeney really well. Gomez is playing well. You can throw Trent in there. He's playing well, you know, I even wouldn't be worried now if Albi came in at left back. If he had to, because his, his form, he, well, his form, <laughs> prior, his form prior to his injury, he was playing well. If you if you just judge Albi Moreno on this season alone, you'd say hey, he's he's all right. He's not that no, bad. No, of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. We're, we're, and that's we're, all you can base being, it on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. it's what it's, I'm I, saying is that, that Dejan aside, I'm confident. With our defence now, a lot more confident. <laughs> Dejan side is going to be the phrase of the season. Um, I, I I fear. I hope it. I hope it's 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 a phrase that's done and dusted. Carl, Cam makes an interesting point there. But something that occurred to me. Well, actually, two things that occurred to me. First thing that occurred to me is how do we get a show that's just our name? How do you get the Carl Kopak show? How do I get the Trev Downing show like 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 Young Tandon has? Is it? Do you have to just own the channel? I guess it's just that. Guess he's yeah. I mean, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, I was, I was saying in the Carl Cobb conversation the other day, I have with myself, that um, I've been writing about Liverpool for over 20 years now, and I don't have my own show, Carl Cobb show. So when I'm going to start the Sun Green Grass and the Ball channel, um, I will give you both your um, your own shows. I like it. I, I like it, and I also like the way you managed to, to wedge in a little bit of a plug. Sun Green, Green Grass and the Ball? Yeah, seconds. that's already out. Your new blog. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. How can people? How can people get to see this blog, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter. Apparently, I'm sensey. Yeah, and uh, I may have some guest writers to uh, announce. Hey, that's a bit cheeky, fella. That's a bit cheeky, isn't it? We. Yeah. I remember. I remember asking yeah. you live live on the show in the past, and you said, Nah, not interested pressing any of those guest writer types and just going to do my own thing. I suppose I was basically pushing myself, and now you've just gone and, and, and usurped me. With well, some... I, will, I will tell you a story about this. Um, I wasn't going to do it, and then Stephen Scragg got in touch with me and said, you're looking for the guest writers with this, Carl. And I said to him, bearing in mind that I've nicked your idea, Steve, yes. Ah, I see. I see. There's, please, a, sort of, there's a sort of... Yeah, please. I see. I see. That's fair I enough. think it's, it's called plea bargain. Yeah, there's a guild related <laughs> thing there. Uh, Carl, talk to me back about this. Talk to me again about this this um this semi final. There's an there's a an sort of an angle that I'd like to get uh, examined with yourself here. We are all focused on the pyro and the first leg, and we have to do. And if we don't do, it's going. What if it does end up that City come along and win two nil, right? And it's all on the second leg and everybody's depressed. Have people forgotten this Liverpool team? Have people forgotten how this Liverpool team do away from home? Have people forgotten that 2-0 or even 3-0 is hardly insurmountable for this gang of crazy mentalists that we've got up top? There's always going to be hope unless it's a ridiculous scoreline in the first leg, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We lost... In 2001, we lost 3-1 to Chelsea at home, and we led. 
and they absolutely ripped us to pieces. You can't go to Stamford Bridge and score four goals. You can't do that. We scored four goals away from home, and we bottled it to be honest because we basically kept going, kept going on after three and L. When what we should have done is taken ten minutes to sort of calm down again, and then win it in the last ten minutes when they're a bit tired. But I, I can't get on with the idea of like you know, yeah, we're pretty good, but if you're going to beat us, you don't know anything. You just don't know. It's as simple as that. I mean, we put four past them. We put three past them in five minutes in the home game. And yeah. People say, oh, yeah, but um, Silva wasn't playing. I, I, I think I spotted Kevin De Bruyne on that pitch. I saw Sane. I saw um, Sterling. But they're not a bad team. But, you know, you can't think like that. You've got to think three hours. It's, it's to quote Evan Welsh in drinks, but it's a square go. It's toe-to-toe. Let's see you can stand up after the most punches. And I think that's the way this is going to go. No one's expecting this to end on penalties at nil-nil. Not even, not even the manager. The manager's even touting the fact. I don't think the managers know how to for a start. Neither of them do. Neither no. of them do. And, 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 you see Jürgen saying, let's keep it tight and go for nil-nil. Even if they said that, well, what do we do? Because we're going to play, you know, pretty much in each other's halves all the time. You know, about, you know we're going to... Fullbacks are not going to be in... Than the sitting next to the centre halves a lot, are they in this game? No, but one of the most interesting facets of the Klopp Guardiola uh, thing is the fact that Guardiola does always make some concession to the fact that he's playing a Klopp team, and it can work for him or against him. And you know, I guess what it says is that you've got two guys here who are saying, "All right, this is going to be." Good scrap. Let's see who wins. And, you know, our own manager is acknowledging it. Uh, Guardiola, no doubt, will acknowledge Liverpool are a great team. Let's, let's just see who, how it goes in the night. And, you know, as Cam said earlier on, it's just bloody exciting. Yeah. Brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> just brilliant. And by the way, by the way, as, as we were pontificating there about the Champions League quarterfinal, producer Guy has just told us that apparently there was a thing called the Guy Drinkle Show once, which had sound effects. And Bogdan facts, and now I feel I feel even less special, and I'm, I'm very very frustrated about it all. Next point of to- next topic I wanted to chat to you about was the Emery <laughs> Chan situation. The Emery Chan situation, Cam, is a peculiar one because I was in firmly in the camp of listen, you know, I don't really care what happens. Let him go if he wants to go. It's fine. God bless him. He does his utmost in every game. He's a really important player for us. And he is absolutely in my first three in every midfield uh, between now and the end of the year. Unfortunately, the quotes that came out were sort of, I think an awful lot of people initially were trying to say, look, maybe something was lost in translation. But uh, the same, same quote just kept coming up again and again and I think it depended on your agenda uh, and an mm. awful lot of people as you know Cam do have exactly that it depended yeah. on your agenda where you went initially but just on sort of what was referred to in Irish politics at one point as mature recollection we're just looking back over it now and you hear Emery saying yeah sure the Bundesliga would interest me why not although I must say honestly that level has the level has waned in recent years. The Premier League has the power to spend more money than the Bundesliga. Later on, he went on to say uh, the Spanish league is also attractive. The same applies to Germany, where tactics are concerned, and the Italian club football, which has recently caught up. Incidentally, says Emery, the same applies to France. This league has now established itself as one of the best in Europe. Now, if you were basically... Uh, not to use too crude of a metaphor, but if you were putting yourself in a window um, to say, why don't you come up to this particular room and spend an hour or two with me, you couldn't be doing it any clearer than what Emre is doing there. I mean, it's hard to see it as anything else other than him being utterly non-committal to the point that it's a little bit, a little bit insulting. And also I'll go anywhere. What do you think? Man? Yeah. I mean, he's a, uh... He's certainly putting himself in the shop window, and uh, he's putting he's himself not, in everyone's shop window. <laughs> All the windows. He's, he's All made windows. sure, hasn't he? He's made sure. He's, he's mentioned the top four leagues, and he's mentioned the French league as well. I mean, I don't see him going to PSG or any other team. I don't. Uh, but Blenheim, what do I know? Um, I personally think he's off to Man City. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to... Let, let, and I'll let me, tell you why. And I'll tell oh, you hang, why. Hang, on, hang on, hang on. Hold on to the Man City thing. Go on. Come to, come to me on the Man City thing in a minute, because I don't know how... I'm, I'm going to struggle with that. The key quote that upset everyone, yeah. that, that people were taking apparently out of the context, except maybe not really, was I have the self-confidence to say that my qualities are sufficient to play in a very big club next season. Now... If that is an accurate translation, and uh, you know, I'm willing to say that maybe something was lost there, and uh, people were clambering around to talk about how he was being praise praiseworthy of Liverpool and Klopp and the, the situation at the club at the moment. But the line is still the line. Mm. The line is still. I have the self confidence to say that my qualities are sufficient to play in a very big club next season. Now, what why did he would say he be- before that? Did you- well, it, it, he. he he said the the Premier League has the power to spend more money on players than the Bundesliga. This is very very important for players. I have the self confidence to to say that my quality is sufficient to play in a very, very big club next season. Now, I don't care what anybody says. If that's an exact translation, and I'm, I'm assuming it is because it keeps getting reprinted and reprinted. If it is, there's no reason to say that because it's too ambiguous and it's too inviting of criticism. And of course, everybody who has their own sort of thing, axe to grind, was right out and saying, look at this idiot. Can't wait to get rid of him. Sod off. Good luck to you. And I have to say, I was thinking, why would you say that, you absolute clown? Like, I was, like you believe he's away. Carl believes he's away. I believe he's away. But why would you say that? You know, when you, when, 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 when you're, the people who are paying your wages and are clearly a massive club in their own right and in every right uh, that you can imagine, you know, are still involved in a massive trophy. It's a, it's just daft, isn't it? It is daft, but then what if he was referring to Liverpool as that big club? Yeah, it's a bit of a reach, isn't it, man? It's a bit it of a reach. A, it, because, it's a total because reach. Why not say, I, I have the self-confidence to say that my qualities are sufficient yeah. to play a very big club like Liverpool next season. I would like to be starting more. Why not put the pressure on Klopp to say, I think I should be starting in Liverpool's uh, first team every every game. He pretty which much does though, doesn't he? Which, which of course he does. So my yeah. point is, when you think about it that way, when you work it out logically, yeah. unless you're just being... He was referring somewhere else, obviously. Of course, he, of course yeah. he was, of course. Yes. You know, I mean, uh, like I say, uh, I'm stretching because I want Emre to stay. You, yeah, know, uh, you know, he's he's our best midfielder. Uh, you know, this season has shown that. Towards the end of last season, has shown that the way he he dragged us to the Champions League almost with his performances. So he he he's been a really really good player for us, and I think there's more of a player to come from him. And at the end of the day, he's run his contract down for a reason. He hasn't signed a contract for a reason. He's had that contract offer negotiations going on for nearly two years now. It doesn't take that long to sign a contract. We we have to accept he's only seven letters. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's it. Just just st- stick your John Hancock down there and leave it. You know, it's, if it was yeah. Ricky Van Bolsvingel, then fair enough. You know, yeah, that, yeah, may, yeah. that may take a run off. That might take a couple of sittings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. So, like I say, um, I think the other thing you've got to look at as well is he, he could have announced in January he was going. Perfectly entitled to do that because to any European outfit, i.e. Any, any, any other league apart from the Premier League, he could have announced in January, I'm signing for this club. He hasn't done that for a reason. Reason being... He's still keeping his options open, as we as we've said. He's well, looking he for that. He's looking for that the lobster in Moss Way crocky. Uh, yeah, and I'm expecting yeah. the second statement to come out at any second. I'm yeah, the, of the oyster. Don't rule it out, Carl. Don't, don't rule it out. No. I mean, who knows? Who knows what Emre wants? Um, yeah. I mean, like this is a guy uh, who is remarkably uh, savvy when it comes to the promotion of Emre Chan. He's a guy yeah. who is he says the right things. He's 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 delightfully humble and and <laughs> and, and, and and you know he says the right things. I, I mean occasionally the odd thing sneaks in like he, he says I think I'm doing very well in England and, and, and so I'm oh, sorry I'm doing great in England I think it was the exact quote. And that's fine. And that's Take fine. Goals in four years. Carry on. Listen, you know what? I I, I still like that. What I loved when the influx of foreign players started coming into the 
the newly packaged um, Premier League was the fact that they used to come on and say, I play really well there. Because uh, the English and, and, and my own race, the Irish, we, we, we have this crushing, crushing self-deprecation and awkwardness about saying... Can I give you an example of that? Well, when you're good at something, Carl, you should say it, right? And, yeah. and, and and I think it's absolutely fair enough, and it shouldn't be seen as arrogance. It should be seen as a statement of fact, if it's a statement of fact. There was a fantastic thing in 1998 when Mark Overmars was playing for Arsenal. He interviewed on Match of the Day. He scored his 10th league goal of the season. And they said, Mark, you've got 10 goals from left midfield. It's, 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 this, this is amazing, isn't it? And he's, he looked blank. He went, no, I normally get about 10. I'll never forget that ever. It was just sort of obviously because he's got the whole Dutch relaxed thing going on. So no, 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 he's got about 10 goals. That's about right, I think. Yeah, but nobody about 10. And they're just exactly. like, um, well, no, you're supposed to do the old, oh, my God, yeah, but it's all about the team and, you know, like the Alan Shearer answer, um, yeah, which is always all about the three points for the Reds. Not for the exactly, Reds. exactly. And and, and it's, it, it's kind of refreshing. I, I That kind of thing doesn't bother me at all. But there's something about this guy. He is... Um, look, let's be honest. You know the 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 whole. It, it, there's probably only Loris Carius who's who's better at the whole Instagram thing. He has a really good uh, grasp of promoting himself, and the 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 way in which he flaunted himself around all corners of the globe. There, it, it's knowing, it's cynical, and even the staunchest of of Emre. Uh, defenders and i'm not attacking the fella if he wants to go that's absolutely fine but i really wish he hadn't made statements that could be interpreted in a negative way about the club which is currently paying his wages does that make sense to you carl or yeah. maybe a bit yeah i mean it, it's incredibly crass like the, my first thought was i don't know if anyone thought this was michael owen's portfolio you know when he had a collection oh of that was the best ever 16 page portfolio about why people should sign michael owen and that things like clean cut image yeah, we must we, we sign him then. Bloody Stoke did. Man. Was it a YouTube video or something? No, he did, did a proper printed out portfolio. It was, oh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was uh, basically a manifesto about how good Owen was. It was, and it, it, it was the, cringy, the cringiest thing ever. And yet, uh, I don't know, is there any massive difference between, between lads doing their daily Instagram posts and talking about how uh, all the various continents are wonderful for football I mean it's essentially the same thing it's a guy saying come and get me I'm, I'm, I'm available just offer me the right offer and look I don't know I, I, I don't I don't want to be down on them because we really need this fella and I honestly believe that Cam said it and I think he's dead right uh, we're going to need this fella if we're going to win this trophy and I want to win this trophy more than anything that I've ever wanted for Liverpool and it seems daft and we could be on here now in a two or three weeks and talking about how idiotic I was to be thinking it was possible, but I think it's there. Uh, I don't know, Cam. Uh, tell me, am I dreaming? What did I say about two months ago? What did you say about, about waistcoats? Was it, was aside, it about... From, aside from the waistcoats, I said, <laughs> I said, what is our What's... best chance of winning something this season? And and I said it would be the Champions League because we're playing a higher calibre of team. Oh, I, I remember this. And I, I actually, to be honest with you, I quoted you on other pods and, 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 and some people you took it. And, uh, and I, I, I'm delighted to say that you've been correct so far. And I would love nothing more than to take that soundbite and to and play, just play it again. Loop. Yes, yeah. in, in, all, all throughout June. It would be wonderful. It would be amazing, wouldn't it? And at, at the end of the day, we've got to live with that belief. We're, we're in the competition, not just to get to the quarterfinals. And I emphasize that we're in the quarterfinals, people. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're not just there. To, you know, you go into a competition, you have to believe you're going to win it. Otherwise, what's the point of being in it? You might as well just call it the FA Cup. For the Oof. Oof. It's, no, 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 it's a serious point, though, because every, everyone... Put second teams out for the FA Cup now. Yeah. They, they, well, the champion. I mean, there's a priority in 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 the pecking order of, of what you do now. Of course, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the Premier League is is the be all and end all. If you're in if you're in the Champions League, that's then number two. Then it's the FA Cup, and then it's the League Cup. 
Um, Unless you're in the upper echelons of the cha- of the Premier League, and then the Champions League is the be all and the all. In other words, being yeah. in the Champions League is the be all and the end all. Now it is. Yeah. What yeah. we want to do is we want to reestablish that that thing that I was talking about earlier on, which you know I, I do. I remember saying, I remember writing it in articles. God bless the days when I used to invest time in writing. I I, I remember saying people are going to recall this as a golden era, and. There is a chance to return to that now. Those Rafa days of being number one in the objective, you know, number nerd charts in Europe. We were, we were the top side. We, we were, were the world. top side in terms of results. Number, and one, number one in the world in 2000. Absolutely. Yeah, well, let's be honest. If you're number one in Europe, you know, and, 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 and that's where... I want this club to get back to, and I think we've got the right manager. We're building the right squad, and let's segue out of that into a couple of stories that are going on about potential uh, recruits. And the main thing, I guess, the most interesting thing is this Allison story that won't go away because, uh, like last last week, we talked about the nonsense that was us saying we're not interested. Um, sorry, Ashlyn. No, sorry, it's gone. I'm the, I'm just not around this weekend, love. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that, Cara's lovely comparison to how, um, unfortunately, just because his his own unav- unavailability, because he, he's such a such a busy social schedule. Poor Ashing B, just she missed out. And I um, Brighton, I had to see a mate in Brighton. I went to that, that was it. That was it. Yeah. And sim similarly, similarly, um, you know, we 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 just contacted Roman to say, sorry, man, we're not interested in Alison. Yeah. Uh, I Can don't. I just say oh, something? Can I just yeah, say something? Have you noticed this Allison story that we're not interested in came about at the same time as Carl was in Rome? Uh, Anything uh, you want to share with us, Carl? There? I have faith in my confidence. I have confidence in my ability when it comes to going to other major cities. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not staying too far. I've always admired Roma. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been brilliant on the Anfield Index pod. Thank you for that M-Ray yeah. top back. Some really. green grass in the ball. Yeah, some green grass in the ball. Yeah, here we yeah. go again. But my favourite quote of the week with the whole Alison story was, because we've spoken about this before. Uh, by the way, uh, apologies because I'm coughing and, and sniffling as I'm, I'm half dead here. Um, uh, Zay Maria Nace said, uh, that's the agent of Alison said, we never spoke with Liverpool about him. Now, Alison only thinks in present time, which I think is so sad because it means basically Alison. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, he's like um, Mike from Mike from Neighbors. Yeah, in that memento where he he can't remember the past, he can't conceive of any possible future. It's so sad. He he can only think in present time. I mean, maybe that explains why he's such a wonderful goalkeeper. You know, can, I, can I tell you something about that film, by the way, very, very quickly? About Memento? Yeah, my, my mate Matt is a Wigan fan. Matt Wigan is using my phone. And it is, it is magnificent why Tracy turns him one night and said, Matt, have I seen that film, Memento? I thought that's the greatest review of any film I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone oh, doesn't get that, he's got the memory of it today. Oh, so my God. Who's about don't trust this man and things like that. That's amazing. I'm, 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 I'm so pleased with that. That's. I'm that's, not allowed to mention that story. Apparently, she, she frowns every time. I must send you a text later. Oh, that's just wonderful. Oh, great stuff. I mean, I, do, I don't know, Cam. I mean, what's your take on this? I mean, just from an objective point of view, let's not talk about the ins and outs because clearly, at this stage, there's a case to be made for the fact that it might be some sort of double think, uh, some sort of. Uh, some sort of uh, a, a smokescreen, and there's another case to be made for the fact that look, we're just not in from based on what you've seen from uh, our uh, very pretty man in the sticks at the moment, Loris Carius, who he uh, objectively, I think he's been wonderful, yeah. uh, not not good. I think like damn near wonderful, like in comparison to what we're used to. Yeah. Um, would you be confident enough going into next season with him and? What would be your policy? Would it be, I know we've spoken about it before, but would it be a top deputy? Would it be a veteran? Or would it be a rival and spend the big money on that? Personally, if come the end of the season, Karius has continued this form that he's currently in, 
then I would be looking to spend any money we were looking to spend on Allison uh, on a top quality centre back. Okay. And strength and strengthening that way. If okay. Allison was available, he is definitely and you know and he's definitely available. And he wanted to come to Liverpool, and he told Clark, "I want to come and play for you." And Allison is a better keeper than Carrius. Then God damn, go and get Allison. He's a better keeper. I want the best players possible at Liverpool. Okay. So it okay. has to be. It has to be an alignment of everything. The stars have to be perfect for us, you know. Because at the end of the day, we can't just go out and get a keeper if he's really got his eyes on Real Madrid or Barcelona. You're not going to get him, are you? Maybe Alisson aspires to play at one of the biggest clubs in the world, like Emre. With Emre. With Emre. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Wherever so, that happens to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good show. It's a good Wouldn't show. Wouldn't it be great if Emre went to Stoke? That'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just Emre. to prove he could do it on a cold, wet night. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Emre and the little power cube, the two of them comparing comparing notes of how to the Mars bar. not pile on the pounds, bless them. I, I, Carl, I'm going to give you the show because we've got limited minutes left and I want to look at just one or two things. We had all these other things I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about transfer priority. I was going to talk about Andy Robertson, how wonderful he is. I was going to talk about Bobby Firmino, how wonderful he is. Andy. I was also, you did. And I was also going to talk about um, Firmino in relation to his statement that he made about the whole Holgate thing. I thought that was so class. Uh, I wanted to laugh at Mourinho. We're going to have to leave that out. Talk to me about which of these two topics you want to spend a couple of minutes chatting about. James Milner's Twitter presence, where he's ironing, or Virgil van Dijk, uh, as recently named Dutch captain and surely imminently named Liverpool captain, or am I completely wrong? Uh, which of the two topics do you want to go with? Virgil van Dijk. Talk to me about that then. What's your take on it? He's been given the captaincy by Evans, Loch manager. I mean, talk about needle. Talk yes. about needle there. <laughs> Red Ronnie. Red Ronnie. Yeah. And uh, Steve Kelly said, said something fantastic when, um, <laughs> when when Cuban got the sack from Everton. He said, I'll, I'll leave fucking put red on me Christmas tree again now. I got that's over. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just love the fact the man's clearly captain's material. And uh, I don't mean this is a, bit, a big anti Jordan Henderson thing, but um, I, I like having centre backs as, as captains on Metro Graham Sooners. And I love the fact that <laughs> I was thinking this before, it's just, it's just a mad thing that he's going to make his, captain, his debut as such captain against England. And the team he plays for are an English side, and yet pretty much all of us <laughs> want them to beat England. I Isn't that interesting? Isn't that yeah. interesting? I love yeah. that. The fact that he's, his debut he scored against Everton, if he scores, he'll get 1 0 against England. <laughs> I'm sorry, well, there's, there's going to be statues. There's yeah. just going to be statues. Well, with, with apologies to all the undoubtedly chunky amount of of of, of uh, patriotic uh, England fans, there we we can only speak for ourselves, and everyone on this show would love to see Virgil emerging victorious with the captain's armband. And I think, yeah, it's pretty much camera right and saying it's a, it's a home run here. With all three of us, would love to see him getting that role at Liverpool next year. I don't think it really matters now the way Klopp treats the armband. The yeah, I agree with that. The season. Ah, uh, ah, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. No, no, I'm going to pull you up on that. I'm going to pull you up on that because I'm going to say Klopp is treating the armband like that because, because there isn't a guy who is patently, obviously, the leader who he can give it to, and yet there is. And in yeah, a new right. season with a new start, he can probably right. do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. And I was going to say um, that Virgil is the leader on the pitch now anyway. He, he's already showing it. As you he said is. earlier, as you said earlier, he had two fingers pointing one way, two fingers pointing the other way, directing, orchestrating. He, he is the leader on the pitch. I think it's almost, to a certain extent, it's irrelevant whether he has that armband or not, because he's still going to be that leader on the pitch come next season. Yeah, no, that's it's it's almost semantics, isn't it? In that it doesn't matter anymore because of what Klopp has done with the unbanned. But you're right, he hasn't had the leader. You know, I mean, 
um, but we do have it now. And it's and it's about things are falling into place slowly but surely. The, yeah. You know, the chess pieces are being manoeuvred in such a way. And it goes back to what you're saying about, you know, how how the club is progressing and, you know, with the manager and we 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 feel we really are on the verge of something and this is a part of that isn't it it is it is and it's a good show uh, look uh carl i mean i i assume you're fully in agreement here that this is the man for the job right yeah yeah uh, it, it just is because he can see the whole field yeah uh, jordan just doesn't get enough games yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Jordan Cam, probably not going to be. He's not going to be a starter next season in our midfield. No, he he's not going to be. That's the thing. No. He, he's not, yeah. not going to be uh, because there will be at least one more recruit along with Naby Keita, and and will you imagine? And if there is, then it's those two. It's those two and Ox and Ginny and 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 then yeah. the, and then and then Milner's next, and that's just the way it's going to be. So anyway, look. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, semantics, and I love to get up to semantics at the end of the show. And uh, we're about to have a little bit of a. I've got a backlog of questions here from from previous um, podcasts, and I said we we I throw can, can a few. I point out, by the way, that we me and Cam don't know what these questions are because we discussed this earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah I did. I did offer you the choice of preparing, yeah. and you said no, no, give us a surprise. Surprise questions. Yeah. So surprise question number one. Uh, and this is for you, Cam, and then let's go across to Carl. Is it acceptable for grown men to have names and jerseys? As in, in as professional in, football? No, as in you're going to watch your team, yeah, Liverpool FC, in yeah. the Champions League quarterfinal against Manchester City. You decide to wear a jersey. Is right. it acceptable for you of the name of a player on the back of it? Be careful here. We, we have a worldwide listenership who may get very pissed at you. <laughs> um, as, a grown man, as a grown man, I say no. Yeah. As a grown man, you say no. Okay, uh, Carl, your take. No, never no, wouldn't do that. But, but you, very, would, I, you, I am you wouldn't do it personally. You wouldn't do it personally. But let, let me let me uh, put the burden of both answers on you and say, is it okay though? <laughs> live and let live if that's what you want then that's what you want I'm not going to frown uh, I just could, I couldn't do it myself uh, none of my none of my replica shirts have a name on the back because I saw someone in the, somewhere in the main stand there wearing a Bernard Diomed shirt and I felt so sorry for that bloke Jesus <laughs> oh, he'd also oh, got carried days. away on the day of the sign and World Cup French winger he played three games for us and oh, I, I asked is your answer? There's someone with an L's R shirt as well. I'll dig that out for you. Oh man, that's dark. That's dark. Yeah, I'll put that on Twitter later. Good God. Okay, I've got another one for you. Uh, as you know, as you know, um, uh, I'm lucky enough to be big mates with uh, uh, with Jan Malby, obviously, and, and various other celebrities. Various other celebrities that I've interviewed for the interview. Go and listen to it for the love of Christ. Anyway. Uh, join AA Pro. Uh, what uh, what I'd like to know is which who would you like to pod with? It doesn't have to be LFC, by the way. Who, if you could bring some person onto this show with us to make up a four ball, right? Who would it be? Oh uh, man! Now, what? Carl, uh, Carl, I'm starting with you on this one, and I know. Oh, I'm like, before you answer that, Carl, sorry, who who asked that previous question and who asked this question? Just so we give them a shout out. Oh no no these are these are these are ages old these are ages oh, old right, okay, this exactly. is a data database of old ones I, I've got no oh, I've right. got Vintage just, Downey. Really nice to give a shout out to our lovely listenership I do you know what stop trying to stop trying to suck up to the listeners you are you are incorrigible Brent. yeah because of it incorrigible comments of last week I want them to, to love me I need uh, the I, love. Your your neediness knows no bounds. Now get, get get back to the question. And the question for Carl was, if you could pick one person, and I, I'm I'm going to leave it open here, open ended, Carl, to your imagination. One person to pod with, one person to come on to this uh, uh, show with us and and mix in. Uh, who do you think it might be? Who would you who would you choose? I've got two answers. I always say if there's one person in football that I would like a pint with, it'd be Graham Souness. To bring someone in, surely for my own twisted means, I would bring in John Arnorisa. 
Thank Christ it's not Ashling B, because that would have been just weird. <laughs> okay, so John John Arnarisa, you're going for two footballers. Okay, yeah. why John Arnarisa? Because he needs telling, and I have an hour a week to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, you're going to invite him onto a pod, and you're going to give him some home truths. I'd be a little bit concerned that you two might leave the podcast because it would just be me shrieking. Stop <laughs> <laughs> okay. taking a fucking shot every time you get the fucking ball. Yeah, yeah. Stop Carl, doing the feigning injury thing, blowing and then running off because you're so tough. Oh, oh. There's... It drives me mad. There's, there, there, there are issues here. Uh, Carl wants to shout at John Arnorisa about the past. Cam. What do you want to share about, or who do you want to get on the pod as a? I can't, I can't top that. How do I top that? <laughs> it's, it's just, it doesn't have to be an LFC member. No, no, no we just in general. Come on, come on, making I... questions. He's making notes. What's... Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking, um, if he was still alive, I'd have loved Robin Williams. Yeah. Yeah, I just think he would be an absolute blast on a pod. You realise we get a night off. Because there's no way we're getting a word in. If that's You're not getting a word in with Robin Williams. I, I wondered that's about how him. good the pod would be. I don't know. I wondered about him as as a guy that would be in a like. I don't know. Does he play well with others, Robin Williams? That's what I'd be worried about. Like how 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 much of a conversation do you have? And as Carl says, it's going to be. I just watched Good Morning Vietnam two days ago. It's interesting you mentioned this, and it's such. Uh, uh, like I mean, it's 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 got wonderful moments, but it's just a, a vehicle for him to do his routines yeah. uh, you know uh, i don't know i don't know about conversationally i'm not sure i'm not sure i It'd like it great to get inside his head for me my 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 guy that i would get into this because i would love to see what you two would do with it and that would be the main reason because i know that i could be infinitely patient and, and and polite i'd just like to test both of you for me the guest that i would get on in our four ball would be roy hudson I think that would be. Nice. Oh, you evil person! <laughs> yeah, because I want. I just. I really. I want to put it right up to you. Okay, last question. For so, so, no, I was looking at Roy Hodgson quotes earlier. I'm sure you were. Man. I'm sure were you were. Awful. Like, anyway, 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 anyway. Yes. Anyway, we need. We need to get out the gap here. I've got loads of these, by the way, for the next. Oh God. So, what, what? 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 What do you want to say there? Sorry. I was going to say if Roy Hodgson on it. Would just be please welcome Carl and Cam. And then it'd be. The, the race to the first loud swear word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's a race. What's you f- <laughs> <laughs> like it's a race, Carl. Fuck's sake. Although, 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 Brain, she has been throwing them around lately, so who yeah, knows? Yeah. Anyway, anyway, last last question for today because we want to get out of here, and um, um, I'm realizing we're we're pushing around with guys' time here as well. Uh, what one item of clothing? Or what accessory, you know, like a hat or a scarf, would you like to try that you have not already tried? For example, Carl, I'm thinking you should probably, given your whole uh, Twitter persona, I'd like to see you wearing a deer stalker. That's what I'm thinking. This is where I'm going with this. You see what I'm okay. saying? Okay. So I'm going to come back to you on that one. But Brenchy is obviously our our fashion guru, um, as is evidenced by his his uh, incessant self promotion and of same. So, uh, <laughs> so, 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 Cam, talk to me, talk to me about what one item clothing or accessory that you'd like to try that you haven't as of yet. Bearing in mind that Cam is wearing a silk kimono as we speak. As we speak, it's a beautiful <laughs> deep shade. Nothing is sacred with you, is it? <laughs> Look, dude, you Honestly. can't. You can't come on the video Skype and wear that. <laughs> and, and it's riding right up your left thigh, by the way. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I, I'm having to adjust myself. Anyway. <laughs> I was comfortable then as well. Um, hey, not for the, us. Anyway, I, talk, talk to me. I was thinking, I've actually got three things in my mind straight oh, away. Oh, Christ, of course you do. But go I, on. I, I, one was Tweed. Yeah. I've not done tweed yet. Why have you not really? done tweed? For the love of Christ! I, I did tweed years. I'm ago. not. I'm not an English country gentleman. Uh, you may have noticed that I'm an Irish country gentleman, but I wore a tweed. Go, go, go for it. What else? What yeah. else? Um, um, not the uh, braces. Braces. Okay. Yeah. 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 Real nice braces. Pair of braces. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, uh, yeah. And uh, I, I need to learn to do, do a bow tie. I've never worn a bow tie. Oh. Okay. Next time we meet up, then me, yes. 
Cam are wearing tweed, braces, and bow ties. That's a simple fact. This is happening. This is actually it's happening. And it, will be, and it will be at Anfield. And the sad thing is we're going to be going to a game, so everyone will think we're a pair of twats. Now, <laughs> uh, Carl, uh, an item of clothing or an accessory that you'd like to try that you haven't yet? Well, first of all, I should say that Sherlock never wore a deer stalker. It's a myth. Um, he wore the, he, the Sherlock's um, Conan Doyle's illustrator was a man called Sid, Sidney Paget, and he put him in a deer stalker for one story called the Boscombe Valley Mystery. And I realised that everyone stopped listening now. Um, dude, I, dude, no, I, I set you up for that exact no, thank piece you. of fact. Thank, thank God you. you did that. Anyway, so so go on. Talk it would me. be. Um, and I've got one, but the problem I've got, my head is absolutely enormous. You've got a massive head. I've got a huge head. <laughs> uh, so, so I'd actually like to wear hats in general. I really would. I do like hats. But my yeah. mum went to Russia a few years ago and brought me back a Russian proper floppy winter hat, you know, with the ear, th- ear things down the sides. Oh, nice. not a Cossack hat. One of those. Floppy yeah, one of them with the um, with the red star with the hammer and sickle in the middle. Oh, lovely. So you want a specially designer one that would fit the cup hat? I basically need to be sewn together, pretty much. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you go. That would help. That's just too big. I'm oh, looking man. at it now. It's a beautiful. I think a photo of that put on Twitter as well. Please yeah, I'm do. Just looking at him as well. And if 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 it's that good, send it on to me. Okay. Look, we we are we are rambling into the abyss, and I think that's a good spot for us to wrap up tonight. So we should leave it uh, for this particular edition of the Anfield Index podcast. My thanks as ever to Carl Kopic and Cam Branch. And I want to thank you also, lovely listener Manny, if you have been saying very nice things to us about the show since we started as a group. And I want to assure you that they are massively appreciated. And also the amount of people that listen is also appreciated. But do us a favor because we don't ask you for anything. We enjoy bringing you this podcast of us talking our nonsense for free. However, we are needy sods. You've heard Brainchy earlier on. He needs an audience. You've heard Carl. Green grass and a ball. So green grass and a ball. We'd like to grow our listenership even more. So get on your social media malarkey, whatever it happens to be. You probably all saw it off Facebook at this stage. Whatever you do and talk about it, give us a plug or just tell a red. Uh, that they could do worse than tune in next we week. Promise, we promise not to sell your data. We will not sell your data. No, that's no. absolutely a given. We will not sell your data. Uh, next week, in the middle of a red drought, we'll be turning the show completely over to you. I've talked to Gags about this. You will be suggesting topics and questions for us to tackle. It'll be done from the main Twitter account, and it'll also be done via. Uh, Facebook and all those other things that people shouldn't be doing at the moment. So keep an eye on the various accounts. Keep an eye on Carl and Cam and myself and we'll give you a cue and we'll take our lead from you for the next show. In the interim, join me in crossing every appendage that you have and hoping for a clean bill of health after the international shenanigans. Be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there. Podcast Network.